Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long and on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, the voice of LSU sports. And, man, he's had a pretty good run over the last 12, 16 months. Chris Blair. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. No problem, Mike. Charlie, good to talk with you. Chris, uh, let's get the bad news out first. Man, just I had somebody text me this because I, I said this last week. How people and how teams handle success, man, you, you don't appreciate consistency uh, in life. But that, that those are the type teams and people you want to be around, consistently good. And we saw, man, LSU, great game against South Carolina late to come back to win it. Then you beat Kentucky in an unbelievable game late. And then uh, what happens against Mississippi State? You lose by 20. And I think sometimes it's really hard on a team piece together like this, consistency, how you handle success, and refocus back the next game. No question about it. I mean, I think that's been kind of the story of this team. I mean, I think look back to last year, you know, the question was, would this team be better? Uh, you basically overhaul the roster. And, and I think overall, from a talent standpoint, th- th- this is a better team uh, than a year ago. But they lack that consistency. And, you know, I've likened it a couple of times to – the one step forward, two steps back. As it <laughs> yeah. turned out last week, it was two, te- two steps forward and one step back. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, one thing I've learned about this team, Mike, in the last, certainly since conference play, but I certainly would say over the last seven, eight games, is there's really one formula for this team to win. And, and they've got to be gritty. Yep. They've got to out-hustle you on 50-50 balls. They have to box out. They have to hold their own, if not win the glass. And, you know, offensively, they've done – Enough. I mean, there's games they lost where they scored 85, 86 points, and normally that's enough to win you a game. And I was a little concerned about Mississippi State because, again, I thought LSU out physical to physical team in South Carolina in Columbia. That's how they won that game. And there's no question they out physical the Wildcats. Coach Cal said it. I mean, he didn't say much after the game, but what he did say was, you know, they out hustled us. But you were going up against the Mississippi State team that that is their M.O. They do that every night out against every team. And they haven't won every game, but they had won five in a row. And and you kind of wondered, would LSU have enough, again, to stay locked in and be physical enough? Um, Because Kentucky's got length. I mean, they got, you know, 6'10", 7'1", 7'2". I mean, they got plenty of size from a length standpoint. But Mississippi State, those guys look like, you know, guys you don't want to mess with. Um, They're big. They're tall. They're physical. And, you know, I was concerned about it. And, and, and it looked a little bit, again, they lost Tyrell Ward, who was injured, didn't play in the second half. That's a big loss offensively for LSU. But 
looked like they were worn down a little bit. And, you know, I don't know how much of that was focus, how much of it is they don't go very deep. This team is already depleted enough uh, with Jalen Cook not being able to go for several games and then without Damian Collins to rotate in for the bigs. Uh, they've been without uh, Carlos Stewart to give the guards a little rest. So I, I think they kind of ran out of gas a little bit against a very physical Mississippi State team. Not a good news. Uh, LSU baseball, 7-1, and 3-1 and one over the weekend. The one take I get early is this team, from a talent standpoint, pitching is really better than a year ago. I mean, you don't have the guy. Because Skeens, he's, he might be a once-in-a-lifetime player. Uh, but good gracious. Um, and, and you see it in spurts. But I think as the season goes along, Chris, that is going to be the wheelhouse. The fact that they have depth in the pitching ranks and guys that I think are going to be really good. No, I would agree with you. I mean, I think that's kind of the, the story we got you know, from fall baseball and even in the preseason that, yeah, you don't have a Paul Skeens out there, uh, which, of course, as you said, is generational. I mean, I think LSU's maybe had two of those guys uh, with Ben McDonald and Paul Skeens kind of being that dominant in their careers. But I think from a depth standpoint, you know, and we showed it yesterday. I mean, we've got a small sample size, and I know there's some guys that come in and they've looked good at moments, and then maybe they haven't been able to consistently find the strike zone in a given outing. Um, but there's a lot of guys. That competition within that that group of pitchers is going to make the best rise to the top. And and I think you've got also compared to last year, Mike. I think you got you know more depth as far as your options for weekend starters. And and I think that's kind of being settled out, you know, through these first couple of weeks. It'll certainly ramp up uh, with competition this week over uh, in Houston as yep. they take on you know a ranked Texas team to start the weekend. Uh, but but again, I think there is plenty of uh, you know, candidates, if you will, for not only the starting positions, but the bullpen. I mean, I've been impressed with Luke Holman. He's been as advertised transferring in from, from Alabama. I think Javen Coleman um, has looked really good. Uh, if there's one thing that, that I know the coaches are probably, you know, at this moment a little more concerned about is, you know, you got to get the free passes down. I think from a strikeout standpoint, LSU has some really good stuff. It's not a stuff issue. Uh, it's it's maybe being a little more consistent with the strike zone um, because there's been a few more passes uh, than, than you'd like to see. But goodness knows, I think this is a much deeper uh, bullpen. Uh, you kind of have a number of guys that you can count on. Uh, you get in a game like yesterday, and, yeah, everybody's frustrated because you give up six runs in the top of the fifth inning. But I'm looking down at the guys that, that hadn't pitched on the weekend that are available, and I'm thinking, you know, Jay's got a whole he's got a whole army of guys that he can come out here, and eventually somebody's going to find – you know, the six, eight, nine, ten outs that they need to finish this game off, and that's exactly what happened. So, Chris, we all know that roles are going to change as the season progresses, and Jay's been very outward about talking about, you know, the pitching staff and which guys are going to be pitching which kind of high-leverage innings. I think he's still figuring that out. You mentioned Luke Holman, and I think that's a name that stood out completely through the first two weeks. I agree with you. Uh, building upon that first performance against Central Arkansas, what he did to Northern Illinois over the weekend was outstanding, and now he's at 2-0 and on the record this year, 12.1 innings pitched. Uh, and he's also got 18 strikeouts. He wasn't really viewed as a super high strikeout guy. Like The strikeout numbers were good for Alabama last year, but the early returns on him are excellent, especially after that seven-inning performance where he gave up two uh, two hits, no runs, and he also had eight strikeouts against Northern Illinois. I think that he is absolutely going to at least be the Saturday guy. Thatcher Hurts had a couple struggles early on this season. 
I mean, is there a potential that he's going to end up being your Friday starter if he keeps pitching like this? You know, I think there's a very good possibility of that because, again, you know, last year you look at Holman's numbers in Al- at Alabama. It wasn't a big strikeout guy, as you pointed out, but he did have the second-best um, you know, earned Whip, run average yeah. in the SEC, which is, I mean, pretty impressive when you look at, you know, the guys that were pitching last year. So, yeah, I think he certainly is a candidate for being a game one starter. And, you know, when I look at Thatcher Hurd, I look at a guy who is still trying to come back, and, and Javon Coleman, I think, is another that, that I think is part of the weekend mix. And then the other guy I forgot to mention is uh, you talk to these coaches, Nate Yeski and Jay Johnson. I mean, they rave over uh, the youngster Gage Jump. And, and, you know, there's kind of been some whispers around the clubhouse that nobody would be surprised if he doesn't end up eventually at some point this season becoming your game one starter. So, I mean, there's four guys that, that I named that I think could fit in those roles. But there's no doubt about it. Jay is going to, you know, he, he was asked last year, why don't you move Paul Skeens? Why is he always all these other teams are taking on LSU and they're putting their number one starter in the second game. And Jay was like, my job here, and I tell the players all the time, is to put you in a position to win every game. We get 56 guaranteed games. We look at it as a 56-game playoff. And for me to move our number one guy to play some game on the weekend is me lying to you, and I'm not going to do that. So whoever is the best guy to give them a chance to get off to a win on an SEC weekend will be there. And and I think Holman's a candidate. I think Gage Jump will be, you know, a chance to do that. Uh, and then if you see, you know, Coleman and Holman, I mean, uh, excuse me, Coleman and, um, you know, Thatcher Hurd improve. Uh, I, I mean, I, again, this is a nice problem to have, and it goes the same way with the lineup for LSU. I mean, how do you give these guys the the innings the at bats that that they all want to to be happy. It's a it's a great problem to have, but it's a tough problem to have. As Jay said on the radio, uh, I think on after Saturday's game, you know it's it's hard to fill out a lineup card with the talent he's got. And then Chris, going back to the hardwood real quick, the one good thing about LSU basketball with their four games remaining is that they're all against opponents that are either at their position or lower in the SEC standings. And starting off with a rematch against Georgia after we all know what happened late January in Athens with you know that late LSU made a push after they were down late. They even took the lead, and then Georgia wins it on a late uh, layup. So LSU looking for revenge against the Bulldogs tomorrow night. And then even after that, you know, Vanderbilt is 7-20, and 20, Arkansas, who they smoked by 20 points just this past month, and then, you know, Missouri, who's 8-19 and 19 overall. So it was a really early loaded schedule, but it eases up to close out the year. And I think the Tigers, even despite that 20-point loss to Mississippi State, can go on a run. I just want to get your preview of this Georgia matchup specifically uh, and get your thoughts on revenge with, uh, with the Tigers and the PMAC. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. I mean, everybody was looking at that schedule, and you see that middle part, and you're like, oh, man, that is quite the gauntlet there with, you know, Tennessee and Alabama twice in two weeks and Kentucky, which, again, to me, that was kind of lanyap that you got that win. Happy they got the win. But you looked at the last five, six games on the schedule, and you think these are winnable games. Now, Mississippi State, I think on paper, at home in Baton Rouge, you kind of thought certainly was winnable. I didn't think it was a guarantee. Uh, because they've been playing Mississippi State much better, uh, and they've done it, sustained it longer than LSU has. Uh, but now what's remaining, certainly all winnable games. And, you know, the Georgia game was interesting because it was kind of the first time we saw an LSU team kind of just go away for five, six, seven game minutes and suddenly have to climb their way back. And, you know, with about six, seven minutes to go in that one, it looked like Georgia was going to be able to run away with it. And suddenly we've got a three-point game, two-point game, then we're tied, and then you get a chance to win it uh, after taking a, a quick lead. Georgia regained the lead 
uh, on an offensive rebound. And then, again, I've said it a thousand times, when Jordan Wright let that ball go in front of us in the corner, it, it, everything looked right, and, and it just must have missed by just mere inches. Um, and, you know, it's a winnable game. You're going to be back at home. You know, I hope the crowd is going to be there because that certainly was a big factor in the Kentucky game. I mean, that atmosphere, there's no doubt, had an impact on lifting LSU and I think frustrating Kentucky. It was just, you know, you could tell their body language. They were they were frustrated with the game. And so I hope that's what LSU can do with its fan base against Georgia, you know, coming up tomorrow night because, you know, you look at South Carolina's schedule, that's a team that's playing a tough stretch to end the season. Um, Texas A&M certainly has struggled here of late. So, you know, you're able to string three or four wins together, build some confidence, try to get to that consistency that Mike was talking about earlier, and then roll into Music City, and then that's why they call it March Madness. Anything can happen. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Quick story, man. Uh, you do such a fabulous job, man. And, and I love your your call baseball wise. But I got two grandkids, and you know, I'll have it on, and they're like, "Pop, why are you listening to that? There's no music coming out of that." I'm like, "Okay, I'm listening to the baseball game. You got to understand. When you get a little older, you you'll get it. You you you'll get like that part of it. Radio, but man, Chris, you do a fabulous job, and man, we're so fortunate to have you uh, doing LSU." Well, I appreciate it, guys, and it's good to know you're their grandfather because soon they'll they'll figure out listening to it on the radio is the best. There yeah. you go. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, guys. All righty. Chris Blair, voice of LSU Athletics. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.